You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him, Jimmy. How are you today? Oh, I'm all right. I just did the Walmart trip. I'm sure everyone's familiar with that, but uh, whew, 95% of the time, that's like like the worst chore of the week slash month. You, I mean, I appreciate the cold open where you sound like you're doing a Seinfeld impersonation. <laughs> Has anybody been to Walmart lately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have um, you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed how crazy it is at Walmart, y'all? <laughs> I always get the shopping cart with the wheel that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you. Have you ever noticed how nobody in there is helpful at all because they don't know where anything is? Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, today is the prediction show. want to thank everybody for hanging in there with us as you make us the uh, Alabama podcast you choose to listen to first thing in the morning. You guys are the best. I don't know if that's literal. I might be going hyperbolic. You might not be the best, but I'm going to say that for the purposes of kissing your ass. Um, well, let's be, they're Alabama fans. Of course, they're the best. <laughs> We're the best at everything. Even our cross-country team is ranked fourth. Speaking of Alabama fans, and by the way, I am in a truck. I am driving for work. Um, We are shorthanded like the rest of the universe, so I'm having to travel a lot more than normal. But um, anyway, Jimmy, have you heard the song by a guy named Connor Smith that is I Hate Alabama, and it's by a Tennessee fan who sings about how not only does Alabama beat the hell out of his volunteers every year, but some girl from Alabama broke up with him. Have you heard I this? know exact. I know. Well, I, I know a lot about it while not having ever listened to it from beginning to end because of a variety of things that would be way more boring than even my Seinfeld bits. Uh, I, I certainly know of what you're speaking. Okay. I, I'm going to implore everybody to go listen to it because you would think on the surface a song that is titled I Hate Alabama would not be a song an Alabama fan would lead other Alabama fans to go listen to. But frankly, number one, I find this song really kind of catchy. Like last night after I heard it a couple of times, I was sort of like, I hate Alabama. I was like, damn it. No, I don't. What am I doing? But um, it actually is a compliment. I mean, he's like, ever since 06, ever since 06, uh, they beat the hell out of us, and uh, for some reason, I started dating a girl from there, and then she broke my heart at a frat house, and uh, she sucks too, and everything sucks, and life sucks, and you know what? Um, I have created my own lyrics for a song called I Love Tennessee, uh, but I can't read them off here. Number one, I'm driving. Number two, I can't sing. If I could sing and play a guitar, I have the perfect um, rebuttal to this song. I just can't do either one of those things. But regardless, I do say that you should go listen to this. It's on YouTube. It's quite catchy. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm like, he didn't say anything that was wrong. He, he made a statement in there 
that he hates it when people say roll tide at him when he's wearing a Braves hat. And I know people who do that. And now that he has said that, now that he said that, I feel like I can do it ironically. Like, hey, I'm going to do it to everybody wearing a Braves hat. I've never done it to people wearing a Braves hat because I do know the difference. But now I'm going to do it to everybody wearing a Braves hat and hope it pisses them off. Well, I'm a Braves fan, so it really cuts down. I, I can I I can knock out two birds with one stone when I buy my script A stuff. Because it, oh, yeah, it's I'm, usually Alabama, but I can fake it, you know, for the Braves too. You've uh, you've been able to cut your budget in half for your Alabama <laughs> slash Braves shit, which is great because you need to spend that money. By the way, and I know we're going to get to predictions. I swear to God, but guys, there is a text chain of friends that Jimmy and I have. And there's a couple of them because uh, Jimmy got a new phone number. And for some reason, Jimmy was texting from both phones at some time. I don't know Back why. in July. In July. Back in July. Yeah. Back in July. And then he got rid of the old phone. And now somebody right. else has that number. And for some reason... <laughs> That text that text chain is still open, and people have been going back and forth on three different text chains now with the same information, and it's really annoying to all of us. And in the end, we've all decided, as a as a group of friends, that we hate Jimmy Stein and his inability to operate technology. I screwed, like you said, I screwed up. I screwed up the technology of this by just simply uh, having two lines at one point in my life for 30 days, two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) That is the fact that you had two phones and neither one of them is rotary is a a miracle of modern science to begin with. But um, all right, Jimmy, listen, it was was hard to text from that rotary phone. I can promise you that I wore myself out. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the predictions for the weekend. I'm not doing any live reads today because I don't know what the live reads are because I'm on the road, as I said, and I've got to hustle home from Wilmington, North Carolina, and then get to Birmingham to babysit my five-year-old, even though it's not really babysitting when it's your kid. It's just called parenting. Um, and then I've got to get up early in the morning. I've got to get up early in the morning and go to Texas. You have to babysit your own kid. You have to babysit yeah. your own kid. Well, I mean, who am I, Bo Nix? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know if that rumor's true. I just think it's funny. Um, I just, it's just like Brian Harrison being, like being a Scientologist. I don't know if it's true. I'm going to roll with it because I think it's funny. Um, anyway, so here we go. We're gonna. I'm going to tell everybody just to go visit Prize Picks. Go visit Sweatblock. Go visit Built.com for your Built Bars. Go visit BetOnline.ag. All of those things. And Rock Auto. All of those things are fantastic. Go visit them. If you don't, you're a loser. Now here are some regular commercials. All right, Jim, here we go with predictions. Um, And here's a game to me that if I weren't watching Bama A&M in person, I would have this game on a split screen because I find this game fascinating. That's LSU-Kentucky. Kentucky welcomes LSU um, into Lexington. I don't think now, I might be wrong, but I don't think LSU's been to Lexington since the game where um, Kentucky beat them in like double overtime with less miles and LSU ended up winning the national championship anyway. I don't think they have. They might have, but 
um, that was a fun game. And then, of course, the other game that was in Lexington before that one was when uh, they threw a Hail Mary. Bluegrass Miracle. Bluegrass, Bluegrass Miracle. So it's always going to be a fun game. And uh, I think Kentucky's going to win this one. What do you think? You know, I'm, I'm really struggling with this game. I agree it's uh, fascinating on several fronts. Here's first and foremost, Kentucky is celebrating their huge win over Florida. And it was huge, and it's a big thing for them to beat Florida because I think they've beaten Florida one time in 33 years, and, and, and this is the first time they've beaten them in Lexington, and, and Florida was ranked, and, and Kentucky's new to being good and new to being 5-0. and uh, But here's the deal. Kentucky won the game on the scoreboard only. Florida statistically dominated the game. As a matter of fact, when you add up – and Florida didn't even turn the ball over and, and, and dominated the game statistically and somehow found a way to lose. Based on all that, I think Kentucky is 5-0 and to some extent with smoke and mirrors, to some extent. Uh, but on the other hand, they also have dudes that they rarely have. Chris Rodriguez is a dude. Wondell Robinson is a dude. Uh, the quarterback, he's a weird guy, but he's likable. And, uh, and he's pretty good, uh, you know, Levis. So they have some good players. LSU is imploding. Uh, Stingley's out. Orgeron could be fired before the season is even out. Uh, you add all that up, I'm going to go with Kentucky. I'm going to go with uh, Kentucky. But I'm not confident in that pick at all because let's be honest, we know who has more good – we know who has the most good players going into this game. That's LSU. But, yeah, I'm with you, Luke. I, I think Kentucky wins this game. You know, I'm glad you brought up Wondell Robinson. No relation to me, by the way. But um, I wanted Wondell really badly to be in Alabama's signing class when he committed to Nebraska. I mean, I was just fired up about yeah. this cat because I saw a lot of Jalen Waddell in him, and he's proven me right. Um, that touchdown he had on, like, a bubble screen against Florida last week, Dude's got wheels and he's got moves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he's not as fast as Waddle, but I mean, there are not very many humans who are. But man, he's shifty. He's fun. And how badass would it be to have him in our offense right now when we're looking for a dude like him? I mean, we all thought JoJo Earl would be that dude and maybe he still will be. But if we had a Wondell Robinson to compliment a sure handed Mechie and a Blazer in Jameson Williams, my God. I mean, it, things are looking great right now. I mean, I'm not bitching. I'm just saying <laughs> it would be nice to have him in this offense as well. But uh, he's a I'm, dude. I'm, yeah, he's a dude. I like Kentucky in this one. We're not going to go over every single game because some games are better than others. But we will. Uh, and we talked a little bit about Auburn George yesterday, but I'm going to save that for the last of this segment. Um, what is, uh, boy, what game am I missing? Uh, there's, oh, Ole Miss, Arkansas. That's what I forgot about. Ole Miss, Arkansas is fun. Let me, listen, here's the deal for me. I think, I, I think that short term, um, Ole Miss is, oh, excuse me, this game is bigger for Arkansas. I think long term, this game is bigger for Ole Miss. And I'm going to pick, boy, I don't know. I, I'm going to pick Arkansas. I'm going to pick Arkansas, and here's why. Because I think Sam Pittman, not that he didn't practice for Georgia or nothing like that, but I think Sam Pittman and Arkansas knows they've been in the muck. They've been down in the depths of SEC hell. So 
losing 37 to nothing to Georgia isn't going to deflate them. They stay deflated. They, I mean, how do you – they're willing to start at the bottom and they're willing to stay there. So they, I don't think that it's a big deal that they get blown out when they've been blown out, they've lost to North Texas. They've lost to everybody. There's nobody they haven't lost to. So there's no way they come in this game dejected. But see, I think Ole Miss does come in dejected. I think Ole Miss thought they could win this game against Alabama. And, and instead they were pimp slapped all over the field and, and essentially toyed with, I mean, Alabama had no explosive plays by my definition in terms of like 40 or more yards. They had some 10 or 10 plus yarder, but they didn't have any big plays. And no. they, Alabama just toyed with them and, and just, you know, all that popcorn talk and cockiness. And I think Ole Miss is going to be in this game dejected. So I think for the second year in a row, Arkansas gets Ole Miss. Huh, this is a hard one to pick. Uh, I mean, I've, I've flip-flopped on this one just like the other. I'm telling you, the, the SEC is full of games this weekend that are difficult to pick other than Alabama A&M and Florida Vanderbilt. Uh, this is a tough weekend to pick games. I'm going to go Ole Miss in this game, and it's, it's, it's for this reason, and it's dumber than anything you, ju- you just said. Yeah, that was the smart analysis. This is going to be the dumb one. But, you know, this, this summer I would have told you Ole Miss is better. Not a lot better. I thought Arkansas would finish sixth or seventh in the SEC West, and Ole Miss would finish fourth or fifth. I thought Ole Miss would finish ahead of Arkansas, meaning I thought all summer Ole Miss would win this game. But then the season started, and then based on the first few weeks, I would have to say both teams impressed beyond expectations. And But I would have told you that Arkansas was better. Uh, they beat good teams, whereas Ole Miss just – was impressive against bad teams. But Arkansas beat good teams and, and, and clearly looked better than Ole Miss. So I would say, well, Arkansas. But then we saw last week hit. Now I don't know what to think. Arkansas did get humiliated by a very good team. I mean, Georgia's really good. Uh, but Arkansas was looked look bad and do it. They got shut out. They weren't competitive at all. It was a disaster from second number one. They looked bad. Ole Miss looked bad and non-competitive. Against Alabama, they lost 42-21 in a game that was a whole whole lot more like 49-14. to uh, And they, they didn't look good either. So what I'm going to do here, Luke, is I'm reverting back to the summer. I, I don't know what to think based on how the games have played out. So I'm going back to my summer thinking in this game, and, and that's just simply that of the four units on the field Saturday, the most impressive one will be Ole Miss's offense. I think the best players on the field are Ole Miss offensive players. And for that reason, Ole Miss is just better, and they'll beat Arkansas in a very close game. But I have no confidence in that pick, just like the LSU-Kentucky. I mean, if I really was wagering on these games, I'd stay away from both. I I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Okay, I agree with that. There's one thing I completely disagree with you that, quite frankly, pisses me off. That's a pet peeve that you just did. You don't revert back. You revert or you go back. To revert back <laughs> is actually a double negative or whatever. You, see, you yeah, revert. That's right. To revert rever- is to I'll go revert. back. I'm reverting. So if you, revert, if you revert back, you go back to where you were before you reverted. I just <laughs> you know did what a I mean? I meant to do a 180, and I did a 360. Did I ever tell you this? Speaking of that, and then we'll get to Auburn, Georgia. 
there was a friend of mine. He wasn't really a friend of mine. He's much older. He's a friend of my dad, but he, and he's kind of a jackass, but he's dead now. So I can say that. Um, he was, he was a golf coach at the local junior college and he was a great golf coach, but he was really kind of a turd because he, anyway, a lot of problems. Um, he also got everything wrong all the time. Like he screwed up every cliche, every mathematical equation, every saying, whatever there was, he screwed it up. And so one time one of his players missed a putt and it like went around the hole and came right back to him. And the, the guy, the coach was telling the story about it. And everybody's like, well, how close was it? He goes, man, you couldn't believe it. It did a complete 190. And we were like, a 190? Jesus Christ, would you have a protractor? How'd you figure that out? How, do you, how did you measure that? This is before an iPhone. How did you know? So, anyway. All right, let's go to Auburn, Georgia. Um, I Look, I, somebody uh, messaged me about this earlier and wanted to know a prediction, so I told them, and I believe this. I'm going to go Georgia 30 to 14. I think Auburn's like going to have a hard time scoring. Um, I do think Auburn will score, but I think they're going to have a hard time scoring, just like everybody has. Um, I, I listened to an Auburn sports show yesterday where one of the Auburn fans called in and mentioned, hey, I think Georgia's overrated because they had not played anybody, and here's the defensive statistics to back that up, or, or the offensive statistics of the teams they played. And I said, you know what you need to do, though, is take Georgia out of those statistics and then see where they are. That's what exactly. you ought to do. And here's the other thing. Georgia has – scored defensively and special teams wise more than they've given up all year. Now granted, DJ Uyunglele is probably um been relegated to Mr. Pibb or Dr. Thunder versus Dr. Pepper now. Uh he's no longer a Dr. Pepper spokesman. I think he's Dr. Thunder. Yeah. Um but and Clemson's offense sucks. Vandy sucks. Um uh South Carolina sucks. Uh Arkansas not great offensively and their quarterback was hurt. And then whatever other UAB's offense not good, but even with all that said, I, you've played what five games now. You're going to accidentally give up a touchdown. I mean, Alabama gave up two scores to Mercer. We gave up two scores to Southern Miss, and we've got a really good defense. And Georgia hadn't done that, so I think that's where it is. And everybody can talk about the miracles of Jordan Hare, and I agree they're they're there. It's on an Indian burial ground. I understand. At the same time, they need more than a miracle this particular time. And I think Georgia is that good. I'm going to go on a limb and say Georgia wins the national championship this year, and they go undefeated while doing it. Wow. That was a hot take. And, uh, by the way, I don't disagree with that. I'm not ready to pick Georgia to win the national championship just yet, but (laughs) they may. And uh, I don't think that was a crazy thing to say at all. It was – it was a surprising thing to say it right then and there, but uh, I, I don't disagree. I don't think Auburn can score in this game. And, look, I, I read that statistical argument that Georgia's overrated on defense, and this is my – I wonder if the person that wrote that has seen Georgia play. Have you seen them play? I mean, how could anybody watch Georgia play defense and go, eh, they haven't played anybody? That sounds to me like critics of Alabama that say all the time, well, when they play a road game against someone good, wake me up, let me know, as if they've just invalidated everything that's happened on the field since 2008. I I think the same thing when you say Georgia. Yeah, I realize Georgia hasn't played uh, 
Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, and the Patriots, but watch them play. It doesn't take Kirk Herbstreet to go, holy crap, those guys are good on defense, and that's because they have about seven first-round picks out there. They really are reminiscent of the great Alabama defenses of the Saban era, 2011, 2016, and it's because they have just as many dudes as those Alabama defenses had. And when I hear, oh, they haven't played anybody, I'm like, why don't you watch the games? And if you're not impressed with Alabama, you're not watching the games, you know. So Georgia's very good. I don't see that Auburn's going to be able to score. Conversely, I'll give Auburn this much credit. They they could hang in this game because Georgia's struggling on offense to an extent and it's on the road. And so far this year, if there's a theme, it's like good luck winning on the road in the SEC. It's been tough for everybody, including Alabama. And now Georgia's going into a hostile environment for the first time. So I'll I'll say this. I like your score and what you said, everything you said about the game. I agree. So I'm going to go with you and say 30 to 14, Georgia wins. But – if this game is like 14-7 uh, to 7 in the fourth quarter and it's tight and very low scoring and, and, and Auburn's within a voodoo play away from pulling this out, uh, I will not be shocked simply because winning on the road in the SEC has been tough this year and, and Auburn is competitive, I think, even against good teams. All right, buddy, when we come back, we're going to talk about Alabama A&M. All right, Jimmy, in the effort to save some time, I'm just going to throw out there that I think Alabama wins this game 45 to 10. I won't give a whole lot of reasoning other than Alabama's really good. I don't think A&M is right now, especially without a decent option at quarterback. Um, And they've got some injuries and their dudes just aren't playing like dudes. That's all I can say. I would rather give you a synopsis of my trip to A&M versus give you uh, a long uh, soliloquy on what I think the game will be like. I will leave that up to you. So I say 45-10. Jimmy, go. I think really similar to what I just said about Georgia-Auburn, and I'm going to pick a similar score. Uh, I think Alabama, I think a little closer than you think, although Alabama is going to win easily. Uh, I'm going to say Alabama wins 34-14, to 14, or about 20 points, 34-14. And, uh, you know, I, Offensively, A&M has really, really struggled. I'm probably giving them too much credit with the 14. They have played three power five opponents. They've scored 10, 10, and 22. So they're averaging, you know, around that 13 point four. They're, so they're averaging 14 points a game against power five. That's why I'm giving them 14. Uh, they might not. I mean, Alabama's better than average, so they might not even get to the 14. However, Alabama could struggle a little bit offensively. Uh, Alabama's good on offense. Alabama has not been nearly as explosive. This is what I would like to see this weekend, Luke. It would make me feel a lot better as an Alabama fan if we dialed up some long-distance scores. Uh, This explains it. Bryce's numbers compared to Mac Jones last year through five games are remarkably similar. The efficiency number, about the same. Touchdowns, about the same. Interceptions, about the same, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, rushing yards, even about the same, touchdowns responsible for about the same. But the big difference, and there is a big difference, Mac threw for 500 more yards, 100 a game more than Bryce has. And 
the, the fact that Bryce has been just as efficient tells me that really what we're missing is chunk plays in the passing game. There just aren't any. Mack was full of them. Bryce has very few. Now, of course, Mack will throw into a better wide receiver core and a Heisman winner at wide receiver. Bryce doesn't have that luxury. But that's what Alabama's been missing is chunk plays on offense. I'm going to say 34 to 14. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Alabama only scored in the 20s in this game. A&M's the best defense Alabama will have played so far. But what could fix everything, make me feel better, and turn this into a real blowout loop is Bryce dialing up some long-distance touchdowns to Jamison Williams and John Mechie. So I'm going to say 34-14. to 14. I'm hoping Alabama hits some long-distance long chunk plays on offense that makes it a bigger blowout than that. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. So until then, roll tide. Roll tide.